going to run a quick little solo pod tonight, uh, just going over some quick thoughts on the Oscar nominations. I uh, just announced this morning as I'm recording this yesterday or a couple days ago as you're listening to it. I'm just going to run through some thoughts on probably the, you know, the main six, you know, picture director and the four acting roles. And then some quick thoughts on some of the other, other uh, categories as well. Um, but just running solo, going to try to knock this out, not take too much time. Um, might as well just get right into it then. So for best picture, um, nominees, uh, the eight of them, uh, The Father, Judas and the Black Messiah, Mank, Minari, Nomadland, Promising Young Woman, Sound of Metal, and Trial of the Chicago 7. So with those, mostly all pretty much movies that I like, I'm definitely lowest on on Mank out of that group. Um, but out of the other seven, I really have no issue um, with any of those as nominees or as potential winners. Now, I've definitely got Promising Young Woman and Judas and the Black Messiah personally quite a bit ahead of the rest of the nominees there. But Sound of Metal is fantastic. I mean, they're all great movies. Um, Nomadland seems to have the the momentum at this point. You know, been cleaning up on uh, the Precursor Awards. Still several Guild Awards still to come. Directors Guild, Producers Guild, and the SAG Awards are still still to happen here. And when those those happen, we see who who wins those those races. Going to give us a bit of a clearer picture on. A lot of the categories. Um, so for for best picture, won't get too into the weeds on on all this right now. I'll probably do something a little closer to the Oscars, more of a formal prediction preview, uh, looking at it ahead of the ceremony. Maybe get into more of the, the correlation between precursor awards and what you need to win or have nominations in to kind of increase the chances that this film or that film is going to take home the big prize. But a couple of the key ones are the Oscar for editing. Um, Birdman is the only movie in the last 30 some years to win best picture while not having a corresponding editing nomination. And this year, um, all five editing nominees are in the best picture race. And those are the father nomad land promising young woman sound of metal and trial of the Chicago seven. So when you think those would be the, the top five there, uh, maybe you can leave off then. Um, Mank, Minari, and uh, what am I missing here? Judas and the Black Messiah. But Minari, you know, that's good. that one's going to fare well in the preferential ballot. Can't see too many people ranking that one all that low. And, you know, same probably goes for Judas and the Black Messiah. That's probably going to be a pretty popular one, if not people's number one choice, probably in their top two, three, four. And, you know, that could be enough to to push it over the top. Um, it is kind of a late breaking movie kind of along with the father as well. And, you know, that could help or hurt depending on if voters were able to see it right away or not kind of la either last thing in their mind. So it's fresh and they've got their, you know, kind of the cleanest, clearest opinion on it, or maybe they've had their mind made up, you know, then those came on the scene just a little too late. Uh, but, you know, we'll wait and see what happens with the, again, like I said, with the director's guild, um, usually a nomination there um, well, last 30 years, all winners have had at least a not their director nominated at the director's guild. Um, the father does not have that. Judas and the black Messiah does not. And sound of metal does not. And trial of the Chicago seven does not. So again, you can kind of figure out from there, which, which movies might, might have the, have the better chance. But at this point still nomad land seems to be the, 
presumptive favorite. And, you know, over the next few weeks, we'll see, see how that changes. Uh, going on to best director, uh, Thomas Vinterberg for another round was a bit of a surprise. And I, I'm thrilled he got in. Another round, if you haven't seen it, is a great movie. Mads Mikkelsen gives one of the year's best performances. I would have loved to see him sneak into the best actor. It was a long shot, and it's a loaded category like it is most years, at least recently. Um, but thrilled to see Vinterberg um, get in there for best director. And then David Fincher for Mank, Lee Isaac Chung for Minari, Chloe Zhao for Nomadland, and Emerald Fennell for Prompts and Young Woman. And like Nomadland for best picture, Chloe Zhao seems to be running away with this award. If she ends up taking home the DGA top prize, you can pretty much lock it in. You know, if you're thinking of, of betting at the Oscars, best to stay away from director. You know, Chloe Zhao is going to finish at a huge favorite, not worth putting any money there. And the other, other nominees are going to be so far behind that it's not, not a good spot to whether you're in it for money or just a pool among friends, you know, Zhao is going to, she's going to, she got that locked up uh, to put it easy. Moving on to Best Actor, Riz Ahmed for Sound of Metal, Chadwick Boseman for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Anthony Hopkins for The Father, Gary Oldman for Mank, and Stephen Young for Minari. And once again, this one seems to be pretty clear cut uh, with Chadwick Boseman kind of just winning everything recently. And, you know, we'll see what happens at, at the SAG Awards if someone else takes home that the Best Actor or Lead Actor win at, at SAG over Bozeman, you know, that might throw a wrench into, into the Oscar results. And the other thing that could be holding him back is that Ma Rainey is not nominated for Best Picture, uh, whereas the other four actors are in movies that did score a Best Picture nomination. So we'll see what see if that maybe has any effect on, on voters. But for the time being, Chadwick seems to be the, the smart choice uh, to take home Best Actor uh, come come April. For Best Actress, you've got Viola Davis, also from Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Andre Day offered Golden Globes win for the United States versus Billie Holiday. Vanessa Kirby for Pieces of a Woman. Frances McDormand for Nomadland. And Carrie Mulligan for Promising Young Woman. Andre Day, even with the Golden Globe uh, win, seems to be you know, running in fifth, maybe fourth, maybe not Vanessa Kirby there. Um, in recent years, the Golden Globe winner has been a pretty accurate predictor of the Best Actress winner. Uh, I believe it's 18 in a row, if I have that number right, has won at the Golden Globes. Um, I feel like that's probably going to come to a close. That streak's going to end this year. Um, Carrie Mulligan and Frances McDormand seems, seem to kind of be the in the one and two slot there. Whoever wins at SAG is probably going to come you know, head into Oscar night as the favorite. Now, if it's someone else besides those two, you know, then things can get really interesting. Um, if, you know, Vanessa Kirby or Viola Davis takes home the SAG, it, it's going to be, it's going to be a wild time. Andre Day did not get a SAG nomination further, just kind of pointing to the fact that maybe she is falling out of the race a little bit. She is fantastic in that movie. The movie is very so-so, but she is undeniably great. Um, so nomination is obviously well-deserved, but I would love to see Carrie Mulligan take this one home. Promising Young Woman was the best movie of the year for me, uh, even for the movies that released in 2021 that are eligible for 2020 or the, this year's Oscars. 
that's still at the tops of my list. Um, it's going to be tough for it to find a lot of room to to win any awards, but Mulligan maybe seems like the best best choice right now or best option for them right now. And moving on to best actor in a supporting role, Sasha Baron Cohen, Trial of the Chicago 7, Daniel Kaluuya, Judas and the Black Messiah, Leslie Odom Jr., One Night in Miami, Paul Racy, Sound of Metal, and just maybe with the biggest surprise of all the announcements was Lakeith Stanfield for Judas and the Black Messiah. Stanfield actually campaigned, or he, Warner Brothers campaigned him in in lead actor, uh, but voters, they, they don't have to follow that, clearly. They can vote for an actor or actress in whichever role, supporting or lead, they they feel fits. And so he got in, um, in the supporting. Now, the one thought there is if Kaluuya, who has been just dominating the award season so far, winning everything in sight, if that Kaluuya and Stanfield might steal votes from each other, leaving open the possibility of one of the other three sneaking in uh, for the win. Now, I don't see that happening. I think Kaluuya is still going to walk away from on Oscar night with the win. And I think more than anything, this probably just shows what widespread support there is for uh, the movie. And even though it's missing a couple core nominations for best picture, the fact that they got two actors in, you know, it could lead to, to some, some thinking or some thought that it might be a dark horse for best picture. Um, once again, if you're looking to bet, bet on the Oscars, when I checked this morning, um, Judas was at a plus 3,000, at least on Bovada. And that seems ridiculously out of line. Um, that's an incredible value where it stands now. So if you were looking to make some early bets, that's one to jump on is I could see that those odds getting closer to zero or closer to even, I'm sorry, um, as as time goes on, as we inch closer to, to Oscar night. I don't think it'll ever become the favorite. I think Nomadland will... Be, you know, remain the favorite up until the night unless something ridiculous happens in the next next you know few weeks or so. Um, but if you want to jump on that now, still probably not going to win, but it's a great value bet if nothing else. And for best actress in a supporting role, we got Maria Bakalova from Borat subsequent movie film, Glenn Close from Hillbilly Elegy, Olivia Coleman from The Father, Amanda Seyfried from Mank, and Young Jun Yoon from Minari. Now. And that group, Amanda Seyfried is the only one that didn't snag a SAG nomination. So you'd think with how wide open this category is and has been, that whoever wins the SAG is going to head into the night with or as the favorite. Now, this one's tough because the all five are are very, very good. Um, Glenn Close, kind of the classic, has been nominated so many times but hasn't won. Do they just give her the kind of the career award, if you will, kind of like they did for Leo a few years back? Um, I would like to see probably Olivia Coleman win this one. I um, was able to catch the father uh, a week or so ago. Really good movie. She's fantastic in it, as you would expect. Um, but this is going to be a race to watch. It seems to be at least of the, the main six, the big six categories. This seems to be the most uncertain and I wish more categories were like that. I love it when there's you know little uncertainty and goes back and forth, you know, different people winning the different awards um, leading up to the Oscars. If you remember from last year, all four acting races were decided, you know, months in advance and all four 
Brad Pitt, Joaquin Phoenix, Renee Zellweger, and Laura Dern, they all won everything. At least all the major awards leading up to Oscar night. It was a foregone conclusion that they were going to walk away with the with the main prize, and they did. And you know, they're Hollywood icons. It was great to see them win, but it wasn't very interesting. And you know, you want something on Oscar night to to keep you interested, you know, especially those who maybe are more casual viewers um, of of the ceremony or maybe casual more casual movie fans, and you just want to see something unexpected or something uncertain happen. And this is the category, this would be the category to watch, watch for that. If that's what you're looking for, for the other categories, you know, for best animated feature film, you know, it seems to be a race between soul and wolf walkers. Wolf walkers is one. I still need to catch. I'll definitely watch that the next couple weeks. Best original song. Husevic from Eurovision song contest got in there. You love to see that. Um, just kind of a, a goofy, goofy entry on a Will Ferrell comedy. And that one's actually in the movie. Most of the songs that get nominated for this category are usually credit songs. And I, I wish they would change it so it had to be in the movie. Um, so for me, that gives that a little bit of a bump just because it actually played a part in the actual story. One other note, uh, best the sound categories have now been combined into two, or I'm sorry, from two into one category instead of sound editing and sound mixing it's just now best sound and sound of metal should walk away with that award it varies it just be running away with it the the sound work in that movie is impeccable it's nothing short of fantastic and i'd be i'd be shocked if anything other than sound of metal wins that award i just want to touch on real quick best documentary feature um i don't watch a lot of documentaries at least not as they come out each year. Um, but Class Action Park was definitely my favorite from last year and did not get nominated. It's on HBO Max. If you've got it and want to check it out, it's about this Action Park theme park in New Jersey. And they've got, you know, various, you know, actors and celebrities and people who lived in the area on talking about it, just how terribly it was run, how unsafe it was, just kind of how legendary it's become in the in the past couple decades and it's it's really entertaining it takes kind of a darker turn in the last half hour or so but up until then it's it's super fun and funny and just a really good watch only about an hour and a half doesn't take you too long to to knock it out uh best international film um i've got to catch catch up on the rest of them but another round um you know, thomas vinterberg starring Maz mickelson that that got in there Hopefully that'll that'll win again. I gotta see the other four, and that could change. But I loved another round. A little bit behind Sound of Metal and Promising Young Woman for best movie for me last year. But that I think might have been my favorite movie from 2020. Matt Mickelson once again is is great in it, and it has what I feel pretty confident saying was my single favorite scene from any movie I saw last year. Um, what, what Matt Nicholson does in that scene is, is awesome. You know, it's, it's freeing, it's energetic. It's, it's, it's hard to explain. It's, it's great. I've gone back and watched just that scene a few times and I'll probably go watching it tonight. Now that I'm thinking about it, but that'll probably do it. You know, just wanted to jump on and get some quick thoughts of what's to come in the Oscar race here still. And again, I'll probably be back with one or two more podcasts like this episodes just maybe doing a full-on prediction definitely do some sort of gambling guide if i can get a guest on i might knock that out in one 
Um, if it's just me again, I'll probably split it up a little, little much for one person. These solo episodes after just one here, definitely a little tougher uh, than with having even one or the normal two people on. Um, but I think this one, okay. Hopefully you guys feel the same, um, but we'll be back with our normal episode this Friday. I think fun stuff planned for that. Thanks for listening to this. Hope it was helpful and informative, maybe even a little entertaining. And we'll see you guys for our regular episode on Friday.